Oops. Shoot. What am I doing? I'm messing things up. I meant to move. <laughs> well, anyway, we're live. Uh, welcome to the least professional show on YouTube. Uh, I'm Toxic. She's Masculine. Together we are Toxic Masculinity. <laughs> uh, I see you guys are calling yourselves the Toxic Army. I, I, I like that. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. I like that. That's pretty funny. Um, let's see here. So we've got a lot of interesting stories today. Monday's always a good day because you get all the stories from the weekend. So you can pick and choose which stories you want. And we've got some good ones. The world has gone insane again. And uh, we're having a lot of fun. Anything interesting in our personal lives that we should report about, darling? I washed my car today. Ooh, very <laughs> exciting. Everybody, Valeria washed her car today. That's a lot of fun. She also got a, another yeah. COVID test. I'm calling for rain. You're calling for rain? What do you mean? Yes, yeah, like if you wash the car, usually there is rain after. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. But right. I hope not. Incidentally, calling for rain. Oh, right. Well, I guess we should just get on with it. Should we get to the first news story? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Cigna actively discriminates against white men. Hold on, you're kind of messed up too. Am I? Oh, there we go. I'll, I'll fix you. Okay, yeah, it's true. It's true. Cigna appears to be actively discriminating against white men. Let's let's have a look at this story. Um, uh oh, I've got you on the wrong thing, guys. Okay, there we go. Uh, exclusive. Cigna's critical race theory training. Uh, tells their employees not to say the word brown bag lunch, or I guess the words brown bag lunch, and be mindful of religious privilege. You may have religious privilege over at Cigna, so be careful. Uh, yeah, you know, these companies who have tried to comply with this race-baiting nonsense, this sort of critical race theory crap, to try to be more inclusive, uh, it always just ends up as a disaster for them. It always ends up being far more racist than they could ever imagine being if they just hadn't, if they just avoided the critical race theory. So let's have a look at this. Employees at one of the nation's largest health insurance providers are routinely subjected uh, to far left critical race theory lessons and asked not to consider white men in hiring decisions. This was the most severe thing. Um, according to leaked documents and chat logs obtained by the Washington Examiner. So this is real. Like, they they actively avoid hiring white men, which is illegal. You can't discriminate on race or gender, and they're doing both here. So you, you, you can't do this in America. There's federal laws against this. So the Cigna could be in massive trouble here for actively discriminating against white men. I mean, Hollywood does it all the time, but it's not something that they that there's a lot of evidence of that I'm aware of. Nobody's come forward and said, oh, yeah, they're actively discriminating against white men. But we know that they are in Hollywood. So, you know, you, you can't stop something that no one will come out and talk about or come out and... Um, How is, I don't think they're going to be in trouble for not hiring a white man. Oh, yeah, they, they, they will be. If, if they get sued legally, they can be in massive trouble. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know society doesn't seem to care, but um, the law should. Let's see here. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> you can do the intro while you're sneezing. Oh, we have to do the intro. We already got into the, the news, and I forgot to do the intro. All right, intro, guys. Ready? Let's do this. Toxic masculinity. 
Let's see here. All right, a little bit late, but better late than never. All right, let's have a look at this. So, those who work at Cigna told the Washington Examiner that they are expected to undergo sensitivity training. They consider racist and discriminatory. Lessons include reviews of concepts such as white privilege, gender privilege, and something called religious privilege, which is described as a set of advantages and benefits, believers of a certain religion, but not people who practice other religions or no religions at all. Well, see, here's the thing. So the problem with this critical race theory, the major problem with it, I, I mean, obviously there's obvious major problems with it, but one problem that companies have is that a lot of these companies, these major corporations, most of their employees are going to be white just because of the makeup of the country, right? The, the country is something like 60% white or something like that. So if you have 60% of the country white, that's going to be, and you know, you have a major corporation all over the country. A large percentage of your workforce is going to be white. And if you're subjecting Unless them... Unless you're going to hard just not... Well, the, they're trying to, but... Which is unbelievably racist, but whatever. But if you're... Um, but if you're pushing this kind of crap on people who who are you know basically attacking the the your own employees, yeah, of course they're not going to be super happy about it. Um, employees say that they are pressured to comply with inclusive language outlines that suggest replacing terms like brown bag lunch with lunch and learn, or grab and go. Okay, I don't know anything about like what the hell is the term lunch and learn? I mean, you wouldn't know any of these terms because you're not from here. But brown brown bag lunch is a is like what what you would call in school like. Well, you have you always had this paper bag with lunch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I saw movies, Chris. Okay, <laughs> I saw movies. I know, I know, I, I know a little bit about American culture. Right, right. Uh, uh, what what did I call? What do we call it when we were in school? We called it like uh, lunchbox. Yeah, we would have a lunchbox as children, but we'd call it. I forget what we'd call it, but but. Uh, I think we called it like hot hot lunch is what we called lunch that you'd get at the school because mm -hmm. they'd cook it and it'd be hot. I think we just said hot lunch or cold lunch. I think that's what we said. So if you brought your, your lunch from home, we'd call it cold lunch, which is funny. Um, but brown, ba brown bag lunch is, is very common. People say brown bag. And I guess because it has the word brown in it, like Mexicans or something, like because they say the skin color of like Hispanics is brown. So we're not allowed to say brown anymore? That's so weird. Call it paperback. There's this, uh, so, so Valeria obviously has brown hair. I have brown hair. I have brown eyes, right? And um, there was this... Am uh, I in trouble? No, well, you might be after I tell the story. But uh, uh, So there's this show called Glow on Netflix. I don't know if you guys have seen this show. And... Uh, and these uh, these two wrestlers have to fight. They don't, you know, this guy's trying to teach them how to fight. They're these ladies. They're they're not. They don't know how to fight. They're not, you know, and they don't really know how to act. They they're not doing things right. So the guy is trying to uh, encourage one of the the women who are these these wrestlers, and uh, he 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 says to her, "Okay, so you hate her. You don't like her." Look look at her eyes, brown, the color of poo. <laughs> he says, now go get her, right? And, uh, and this this character, I, I forgot the name of the actress, uh, Allison something. Anyway, um, she just kind of looks at him like, whoa, hey, hey, <laughs> the color of poo. Of course, he doesn't say the word poo. He says something else, but. Yeah, I like that version. 
Yeah, yeah, I played this for Valeria, and she, and she was just she was just cracking up. She thought it was the funniest thing I ever heard. The color of poo, and uh, and but here's the thing, like that that's you know, it's mildly offensive. You know, my eyes are brown, my hair is brown. I don't like to hear that, but it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious, and poo is brown. Are we gonna pretend it's not? Uh, are we going to pretend that, uh, I don't know, like it's, it's a weird thing. Like things in nature are, are brown. That's a, that's a thing. Right. And, uh, and there are things that are, uh, negative that are brown and there's things that are positive that are brown. I don't know why brown bag lunch is bad. There are much worse things that are brown. <laughs> like, like, are we going to, I mean, we could stop calling Hispanic people brown. We could do that. That would be good. Because that's a weird friggin' thing. I hate that we... I mean, okay, I, gr- I grant you, like, if we're going to discuss anything, we have to characterize it. We have to classify it. And black people are not really black. I remember when I was at my uh, niece's house, she has, like, a little black doll, mm-hmm. like a doll of a black little girl. And uh, I said... And I... I, somebody, I didn't expect it, I guess, because my niece is, like, a blonde, little blonde white girl. And I was like, oh, your mom got you a, a black doll. And she grabbed it from me because it was one of her favorite dolls. Like, you're not allowed to touch my dolls, you know, kind of thing. And she goes, it's not black. It's brown. Oops. <laughs> or she she said she. She's not black. She's brown. Which is really funny because when I was a kid, I actually thought that was weird, too. I thought it was weird because black people weren't really black. And so I thought it was weird that we classified them as black. Well, I guess the reason we classify them as black black is because they're darker than, say, like Hispanics or, or you know, like Middle Eastern people or, or well, Asians. Well, there's some Hispanics look like looks like white, uh-huh. and black people like brown, light brown. There's different. Hey, yeah, there's different shades. shades Meghan Markle yeah. is whiter than me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm darker For than her sure. in the summertime. Uh, um, just get me a tan. All right, let's have a look at this. Anyway, brown bag lunch shouldn't be off limits. All right, we should say the, we should be able to say the freaking word brown. Okay, there's there's brown stuff in the world. Wood, the bark of trees. That's a lovely thing. There's lots of nice things that are brown. There's bad things that are brown. I don't think I think brown bag lunch is pretty n- neutral. <laughs> I don't see anything wrong with saying it's weird. These people are crazy. All right, and then grab grab and go. I understand, but that's something that you would grab like at the store. Mm-hmm. Grab and go and eat, but lunch and learn. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Okay, anyway, uh, other suggestions include Take your privilege. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the, just the term "check your privilege" now makes Valeria laugh hysterically. All right, let's see here. Other suggestions uh, include avoiding the phrase "no can do" and replacing it with "unavailable." But that's not got anything to do with the race. That's just like having a positive attitude. Uh, let's see here. Uh, employees are told to avoid gender descriptions of romantic partners or family members and not to use hip, hip, hooray at birthday parties so others feel included. You can't say hip, hip, hooray. Why? Are we supposed to say hip, hop, hooray? <laughs> No, you uh, can't because you're white. No, I'm not. That's racist. It's racial racial appropriation. Hip, 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 hooray. Is it because of deaf people or something like that? Deaf people? I don't know. Unraveling the mysteries of they, critical they, race theory. Are they uh, explaining why? 
Well, not in this article. I'm sure that they do in the in these bizarre things. Okay. Microaggressions listed include questions such as, do you even know what Facebook is? And are, uh, are you a nurse? Uh, employees are also asked to go through societal norms checklist and tick. Uh, <laughs> you're not allowed to ask, are you a nurse? And you're specifically not allowed to ask, do you even know what Facebook is? <laughs> that is, these have nothing to do with race. I, I don't Anyway. Okay. Employees are also asked to go through a societal norms checklist and tick, tick off boxes that, uh, if they are white, Christian, or heterosexual. Your inclusive culture at Cigna means that we're working hard to ensure everyone feels respected, welcomed, and like they belong. Unless you're white, or male, or heterosexual. Then, we want you to feel alienated, marginalized, and hated. <laughs> uh, wrote uh, Susan Stith. Ah, Oh, she's a she's a stith lord apparently. That's a that's a bad joke. You don't know what that means. No, I don't. It's know. from Star Wars. Okay, never mind. <laughs> the Cigna Foundation's Vice President for Diversity, e- Equity, Inclusion, and Corporate Responsibility in an internal memo. This extends to the world words we use, including understanding when certain terms might be perceived as negative or hurtful, and being intentional about choosing positive alternatives. Cigna value, valued in the tens of billions. Cigna, which is valued in the tens of billions, boasts over 73,000 employees and offices worldwide. A 2020 Fortune 500 ranking placed the corporation as the number 13 largest in the country as measured by revenue. The, you know, they probably have something like 90% white employees. That's probably the problem. So they're probably like, oh, we got to do something about this. We got 90% white employees. So, yeah, that's probably what they're doing. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm, maybe not. I don't know. The company recommends employees learn more about racism by reading controversial books such as White Fragility by Robin DiAngelo, which is absolute garbage, by the way, (laughs) or How to Be an Anti-Racist by Imram X. Kendi, which is also total garbage, by the way. Those two books and other books, like other kind of stuff like that, is what's ruining the country and making people super racist against each other. Those two books in particular are, are, are two of like the sort of keystone books of of this kind of crap this kind of um critical race theory and all that kind of garbage all right let's see here basically it's like white people bad black people good that's basically what the books say i could summarize it in that one sentence Did you read those? i haven't read them but i've read you know i've read expert excerpts from them mm-hmm. i've read articles about them uh i i have no interest in actually reading the books i'll probably i probably should though let's see here uh, the book list also includes two works uh, by accused left-wing terrorist Angela Davis. Uh, Davis was arrested in 1970 for kidnapping and murder charges following a deadly attack on the Marin County uh, Civic Center. The lessons learned from the sensitivity training seminars. I believe she was from the um, the Weather Underground, I think. I think that's right. Maybe I'm wrong. All right. The lessons learned from the sensitivity training seminars some employees allege have even extended to the hiring process. Thousands of companies openly consider diversity when giving promotions or hiring new talent, but Cygnus practices go a step further, one employee alleges. And this is where things get kind of bad. Chat logs between an employee and a hiring manager reviewed by the Washington Examiner detail an incident where a major candidate with with strong credentials performed exceptionally well in an interview. When that employee suggested to the hiring manager that the company wait okay sorry 
When, when that employee suggested to the hiring manager that the company waive the candidate through to the next step in the process, the hiring manager dismissed the candidate under the assumption that he was white. After learning that the candidate belonged to a minority group, the manager said that he was excited to hire him, despite learning virtually nothing else about his background. Given the hiring practice they have in place, where white male candidates are blocked regardless of qualifications, I have to say, yes, there is obvious discrimination at this company, one employee told the Washington Examiner. Um, and then they have other stuff kind of like supporting what they're saying here. But what I would like to say about this is that, uh, this is what, what's happened to us as a country. We've actually become a country that's gone from discriminated against black people to a country, which I think was, I think fairly even handed in like the eighties and nineties. And now we've shifted all the way the other way. And I saw this in Hollywood Many years back, I saw this in Hollywood in, in when I started, when I came to Hollywood, it was like 2005 and you could already see that they had, they preferred hiring women or black people or gay, gay people. Those were sort of the three categories that they preferred to hire. But in fact, I was discriminated from a show and they told me that I was, that, that was really weird. Um, I was trying to work at this show. I had a connection. It was the only connection I had in all of Hollywood. And uh, they got me an interview as a production assistant, which is, you know, what a production assistant is like the lowest form of life on a set other than like background extras. So I go to, to this interview and they're like, oh, you know, you're fantastic. We love you. We'll keep in touch. I'm like, awesome. Great. I didn't get the job. Um, and then about a month later, I think they called me up again and they said, hey, look, the guy that we hired isn't working out. He's leaving the company to go work uh, somewhere else. Uh can you just come in and do the job? Can you just take the job? Because and, and I go and I do it, and I and I kind of asked them over time about this situation. They said, "Well, you were basically the best candidate, but we had a policy in place to only hire Hispanics. They wanted to only hire Hispanic or Black people, but specifically they wanted to hire Hispanics." And I was like, "Ah, so I didn't get the job, <laughs> not because I wasn't the best candidate, but because I wasn't the best minority candidate." You could say you are Hispanic, Chris. I know. <laughs> you could pass. You know that. I, know. I should have called myself Cristobal Juarez or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but this guy. This, so so I get the I get on the job. Let's see what what was the other thing. Oh yeah, and then one of the actresses was fired because she also wasn't Hispanic. It was it was a Hispanic show. Like the, the whole cast was Hispanic, but one of the girls was white. She was European girl, mm -hmm. the the actress. And when they hired her, they thought she was Hispanic. They didn't check. They she has kind of a Hispanic-y sounding name. She's from um, she's from uh, Albania, mm -hmm. and, and and so you know what Albanians look like. I think maybe you don't. But yeah, anyway, they're they're kind of dark, darker hair, darker eyes, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Not really dark skin, but there's fair, you know, fair skin Hispanics. So they hired this girl, beautiful girl, um, and uh, and then they f they fired her in the, like the second to last season or something like that because they wanted an all Hispanic cast. Yeah, and they were open about this stuff. They're like, they would just like say it. It's weird. It, it, it was messed up. Do you up. remember the name of the show? Huh. Do you remember the name of the show? Of course I remember the name of the show. Thanks for asking. All right. Uh, sh shall we move on to the next story, darling? Uh, there's a couple super chats. Oh, yeah. Okay. Read Quick away. 
Huh? From uh, Patriot Daniel. Oh, Daniel. He's Daniel like, she owns... <laughs> it's about my car, I guess. She owns a Lada, doesn't she? Law. Hi, guys. <laughs> How do you know about that? I guess that's a fairly well-known thing, huh? It's a Russian car. Yeah, well, I know what it is, but I, I didn't know Americans knew. You must watch Top Gear. You must watch. That must be what... That's pretty funny. No, she doesn't. She has a Hyundai. She has a Hyundai, but we're going to maybe probably get another car. She, she'll, she'll kill me if I buy another I car. I like my car. I'm happy yeah. with my car. Yeah. It was, actually a, it was actually a really smart thing for her to do because it was relatively inexpensive, but it, it, it's really nice. It runs really nicely. Who would have thought Hyundai? But they it's make good cars, practical, actually. very practical, yeah, very practical Very practical. And there's another super chat from Saddle. Trump? Saddle tramp. tramp. Saddle tramp. tramp. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just a tip. Ten bucks. Thank you. Thank you so much, Saddle Tramp. I don't know why that's their name, Saddle Tramp, but I like it. I like it. All right. Well, let's... Um, uh, Next sorry. O- Otaku Magnet says, I look like a Greek or Arab. <laughs> yep. Kind of, yeah. I, I, people used to say I looked French. I, I was in Paris once and like every guy looked exactly like me. I was like, what the hell's going on? And then I went to Denmark and nobody looked like me. And I thought, this is better. I could get more girls here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to read the next one? Yeah. Cuomo is done. Cuomo is done. All right, let's have a look at this. What what do I mean by Cuomo is done? Well, we've got new uh, we got a new um accusation here. Nothing to do with sexual assault, not or harassment, sorry. Nothing to do with the, you know, COVID patients being put in nursing homes and killing old people. Um Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm, I didn't oh, my gosh. That's even worse. Yeah, he basically told this guy. So th- th- let, let me just read it. But um, basically, there was the, a head of a labor union. And this guy didn't support him. He, he supported Cynthia Nixon instead. This guy on the video? No, no, no. This is a different. This is a. I was like, thank God he's Asian. <laughs> uh, no, this is this is a. This is John Liu, New York State Senator, who's calling on uh, Cuomo to resign because Cuomo is such a, oh, a okay. dirtbag. But let's go ahead and just read this. Okay, so new leaked audio shows just how far embattled uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo has gone to threaten his critics. Now, you remember there was a New York State Senator or legislator somehow uh, who Cuomo called. This was earlier, like, I don't know, a month ago. Called him in because he was being very critical of Cuomo, and he Cuomo said, said, "Shut up! If or we were, we will." No, no, no. He didn't. He didn't say he was going to kill him. He said, uh, "He said, uh, I will ruin you." Uh-huh. He very specifically said, "I will ruin you." Like what a dirtbag! Look at him. He looks like a dirtbag. I I told you before. He has a face of an idiot. I I have this theory that um I, I may have mentioned this before that because uh, I don't think. Cuomo's harassment uh, allegations are really that serious, but the problem is if you are a if you're a good-looking man, if you're if you're Brad Pitt, if you're you know if you're a, a charming guy uh, who looks good and people and women actually find you attractive, overtly romantic gestures or somewhat sexual jokes or flirtatious uh, things that you say or do will be perceived positively. They'll be received romantically and, and, and in a charming way. Um, but if you look like Cuomo, 
<laughs> the women are terrified and think you're a super creep. Uh, and that's the difference, right? Like the difference between Cuomo doing something that's flirtatious and the difference, you know, between, say, like 25-year-old me doing something flirtatious. <laughs> Maybe not so much now, but, uh, you know, I could get away with that stuff. Cuomo... No, no, no. He he looks like he looks like an aging dog, and not in a good way. Sometimes aging dogs are very charming and attractive. I shouldn't compare him to a dog. That's a disservice. I also to dogs. have this theory that people who do bad things, uh-huh. they starting look even worse. Unless you have a painting in your attic of you that takes on all that ugliness, and you stay young and attractive. Funny. That's from a, a 19th century novel called A Portrait of Dorian Gray. I mean, it doesn't work in every case, but if Written I Written by a homosexual, by the way. If Sorry. I look at the Republicans and Democrats, uh-huh. like Cuomo um, and DeSantis, I, I, DeSantis looks great. And Cuomo... Yeah, true. I just... I noticed this difference between... Well, DeSantis is, is a lot younger than Cuomo, isn't he? Well, still... All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's keep reading this story. I think you may be right. I think there may be something to that. Although I wouldn't say that just because somebody looks old and haggard that they are necessarily an evil person. Although that that possibly has some it, it some has effect some. on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Let's see here. New leaked audio shows just how far. Blah 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 blah. blah. Okay. Uh, a New York Times podcast Friday revealed an audio of a 2018 phone conversation where Cuomo threatened to compare a progressive leader to a child rapist because he wasn't happy with the group's tepid political endorsement of him. Uh, th- and this is... <laughs> uh, let's see here. This is true. This this happened. Uh, New York Times reported on the text of a phone conversation between Cuomo and Bill Lipton, the head of the Working Families Party. Oh, sorry. It's not a, it's not a labor union. It's... Um, is it a labor union? I'm not sure. It's a labor union. It's something. I don't know. Some kind of group. Uh, now, so this Working Families Party had backed the Sex and the City actress Cynthia Nixon over Cuomo during the Democrat primary in 2018. After Nixon lost, the WFP decided to support Cuomo in the general election uh, against Republican Mark Molinaro. Um, so, but then, so, but then, I guess in a public statement, this guy from the Working Families Party had said. Uh, well, Cuomo, we're going to support Cuomo because Cuomo, at least Cuomo's better than a Republican, right? And so Cuomo said, if you ever say, well, he's better than a Republican ever again, well, then I'm going to say, you're better than a child rapist. How about that? Catch me outside. (laughs) Uh, Cuomo's heard telling Lipton on the call, according to the New York Times audio. Lipton tells Cuomo that they have differences and it's fine for both sides to point them out. Governor, I apologize, but I got to clarify. Don't want to apologize to that a-hole. Say, you know what? F you. We're not going to endorse you. Go to hell. You're a piece of garbage. That's what you say to somebody like Cuomo. Uh, I got to clarify one thing. You're free to say what you want, Governor, but I just want to be clear. Our line is going to be that we have differences with you, but our difference... Man, he was so... He... He was so diplomatic talking to him. I would just be like, I don't know. I don't know what I would say, but it wouldn't be good. Valeria knows I have a little bit of a temper when it comes to people being rude to you, to people. Like, even if it's not me or her, if we're just out and somebody's rude to somebody else, I will go after them because I don't like that. I don't think that you should be rude to people in public just generally. I think you should be, you should be nice to people. 
I don't know why you wouldn't just engender like a positive. It doesn't make any sense to yell at that guy. Anyway, but then, of course, he said to this, uh, I don't think it was him. I think it was a different uh, legislator. Maybe it was him. I don't think so, though. But he said, uh, I will ruin you. I mean, this guy is just an a-hole start to finish. Like that. I mean, that's who he is. And his like harassment of women, he knows he's ugly. He knows he's ugly. He shouldn't be doing that stuff. He knows he can't get away with it. You know, he was playing with fire there. But all this is really a distraction from the real problem, which is that he he put these COVID patients into nursing homes and killed all these old people. So that's what we should really be focusing on. But, you know, the left doesn't care about that stuff. They want to protect all the other leftist politicians who did exactly the same thing. So they're focusing on this other thing that's insignificant. You got anything to say on this or you want to move on? Well, um... For how long mm-hmm. it's going to take until he actually is going to resign? I, th- I think he already said he's not going to resign. Oh, yeah. He said it many times. But he has no support now. Like, nobody is backing him. Maybe privately he's got a couple of people saying, I'm going to stand behind you no matter what. But Yeah, but, yeah, but what, what does it take to... Convince him process? to actually resign? What's the process? He he's not going to resign. There are so many things against him. Okay, what's next? Well, I don't know when the next election is for governor, but um, he, so he, he may not run just, again. He's just gonna be on, on his place until the next election. Mm-hmm. I think probably. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, he may resign, but he's he said he's not going to. I don't see that happening. I don't see that happening. But the thing is, like, if you have zero support among any other Democrats. And you just refuse to resign. You just stay in your office in this at a time like this. I don't know if he can recover. I, 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 the reason I said I think Cuomo's done is because sure he'll stay in office until the next election, but I don't think he's going to run again. He has lost all favor with literally everyone, like voters, fellow politicians. Obviously, Republicans don't like him, but we never liked him. But Democrats don't like him now. I mean, nobody likes him. Everybody hates Andrew Cuomo. That should be a TV show. Like a little theme song. Everybody hates Andrew Cuomo. And I have a little like bright, sunny intro. I should do this. I should do this as a little cartoon. I keep trying to make this stupid cartoon. It's not happening. All right. But it will happen. I promise you it will happen. All right. Shall we move on to the next story? Sure. Illegal immigrants to be provided hotel accommodations. Oh, yeah. This is weird. This is weird. So they've decided that. Well, let me let me read the story first and then I'll give you my perspective on it. Scoop ice securing hotel rooms to hold growing number of migrant families. The Biden administration has awarded eighty six million dollars, an eighty six million dollar contract for hotel rooms near the border to hold around twelve hundred migrant family members. I think that should hold about a day's worth of people of families coming across the border. Migrant family members who cross the U.S.-Mexican border, DHS officials confirmed to Axios. Why it matters. It's a sign of growing numbers of migrant families trying to come to the U.S. In addition to already overwhelming numbers of kids crossing the border without their parents or legal guardians. Both trends appear to be straining government resources. The contract uh, through Endeavors, a Texas-based nonprofit... It's for six months, but could be extended and expanded. The hotels will be near border areas, including Texas and Arizona. So, guys, if you want a good investment deal, go build hotels at the border. <laughs> the government will just 
uh, pay you for them. Okay. Let's see here. ICE oversees custody of migrant adult, blah, 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 blah. The big picture. Immigration agencies have used hotels in the past, as recently as last year, for unaccompanied minors. But the Trump administration was quickly expelling under a, an emergency public health order. Hotel rooms are likely a safer option than border patrol stations, but do not have to follow the same safety protocols that official government detention spaces do by the numbers. The number of migrant family members caught crossing the southwest border uh, more than doubled between January and February, rising from 7,000 to nearly 19,000, according to the most recent recently released agency data. Oh, and it gets much, much worse. And we're going to read about a lot of border issues today. But here's the issue. So... And we're going to get to this. This is actually the next story coming up. But, um, you know, James O'Keefe released all those photos of the migrant, you know, facilities. And they look worse than when Trump was uh, in office. You know, a lot of the photos they were using to show what was going on in the Trump administration were actually from the Obama administration. They were showing photos from the Obama administration saying, look what Trump is doing. And people were like, ah, that's from the Obama administration. You guys messed up. Um, but these these images are looking worse than the Obama administration and the Trump administration. And so I think what's going on is is the um, the Biden administration is realizing that, uh, crap, this does not look good. Like, there's no way this is going to look good. Once the media gets in here and this is exposed, we're going to be in trouble because we said that we were going to take care of these it's people. It's not going to be exposed because nobody is going to adjust. It just did. Who did CNN, James O'Keefe, MSNBC? Who well, published wait, well, this? wait till the next story. Wait till the next story. Just hold your hold your breath a little bit. <laughs> so, um, but uh, but I think they realized, okay, if this gets out and people, you know, because they're already being criticized a little bit here and there on the fringes, and so it could. I don't, I don't see any criticism. Yeah, some reporters ask because there's no media access right now. Media is not allowed to do ride-alongs at the border. They're not allowed to go into the detention facilities. And we, we, they've never had this kind of opacity. They've never had this kind of, like, shielding up. Uh, media has always been invited into these places to is have a look Is AOC going to do another photo shoot crying like the Yeah, where is she? With the Gucci uh, watch on her wrist. Yeah, like yeah. That. Why isn't AOC there crying at the border again? I don't understand. So, um, yeah, so media has been, and the, the, the excuse is COVID. They're like, you're not allowed in because of COVID. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. sure, that's why. So I think that they've realized, okay, we have to figure out some kind of a way of fixing this problem. So I think the reason why they they decided to make this deal with the hotels, and I, this may just be the cynic in me. Maybe they really just need the space. Maybe that's it. Because there's just so many migrants that they need the space. But I actually think there's something a little bit more sinister, which is that I think what they wanted to do before the James O'Keefe stuff dropped was to house a certain number of uh, of immigrants in these hotels, like really nicely, and then to take photos of them and to say, look, look how nicely we're treating these immigrants. It's what they call a Potemkin village. And there's going to be like two or three families and the rest of the money going to be laundry washed and send it to Democrats. It may, yeah, may, maybe. That may be true, yeah. Um, but do, do you have you ever heard of this term Potemkin village? This may be something no. that they... So the, the concept of the Potemkin village is this idea that like um, the Soviet Union would have like one village that was perfect. And then, they, and then anytime they would take photos of Russia, it would be from that perfect village. And they would pretend like, this is Russia. Everything is so perfect and beautiful here. 
You know, I think you t told me that if you take a, if you look in Google, if like if you write in English "spring in Russia" in yeah, English, yeah. it's gonna be beautiful pictures, <laughs> colorful, amazing. If you will Google in Russian, Russian letters "spring yeah. in Russia," in just Kyrillic, translate and you know. put it in Google. Terrible. <laughs> Gray, just, miserable. <laughs> the difference between those two. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. This is the 21st century version of Potemkin Village. Yeah. Uh, and they do this in China as well. You know, they have the Potemkin village in China, the North same Korea. In North Korea. If you you yeah. you can travel there, you can be a tourist, but you go to you all the really nice places. You will be guided by the hand yeah. of those who work there yeah. to this beautiful. All children are so happy. They do yeah. this dancing and yeah, it's and like rest di of it's the like country. Disneyland. You're not allowed into the employees only area, and when you do, it's like mm -hmm. everybody's smoking cigarettes. You know. It's even worse because people are starving there, so it's basically... Oh, oh, it's... it's yeah. So I think I, I understand what, what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah, that's called Potemkin Village, but they... they um, so they're trying to... I think they're trying to create a Potemkin Village of immigrants, of illegal immigrants. Like, look at these beautiful hotel rooms. Look at these beautiful accommodations that we have. If you come up to the, to the United States illegally, this is where you shall stay. Wrong. You're going to look like a... Uh, a potato wrapped in tin foil, and we'll get to that in one moment. So we move on to the next story. Yeah. So I don't know if that's true. Okay. I don't know if the Potemkin Village theory is true. It may genuinely be that they just need more accommodation, and so they're buying. But either way, it's a bad situation. Like if they're buying, if they're renting out new hotel rooms because there's just so many immigrants, like you got to slow that down. You know, we all know that's bad though. There's, there's no reason to report on how bad the immigration problem is. We all know it's bad. All right, well, let's move on to the next story. What do you got, Doug? Biden's border facility exposed. Oh, surprise. I didn't expect this story next. That's a joke because I just, I just teased it. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, I think I've got that camera too high up. Like, you got all this headroom. Were you, were you not sitting there? Oh, that's it. Oh, you slouched. You slouched. That's the Try problem. Try to be comfortable. Sorry. <laughs> It's still a little bit high, but uh, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Okay, so let's have a look at this. Uh, James O'Keefe releases photos of border facility taunts Jen Psaki for deny denying media access. Look at this. It literally looks like a giant baked potato factory. I read some comments and people were like, are those people even alive? Because they all have uh, their heads covered, I think, because mm -hmm. of the light that was there 24-7. Uh, like, now, okay, let me tell you something about these um, about these uh, metal coverings that they have to keep them warm. These are like bizarrely effective material, right? You can make it cheap. It's thin material. It's lightweight. I assume it must be disposable or they can just give it to them. What, last year, I had this... Let me finish. <laughs> but the reason that they give them those specifically is because they are... Um, they're sanitary, right? They don't collect germs like a normal blanket would. Um, and they're very effective at keeping them warm. Mm -hmm. So they do give them these kind of... They, they look really uncomfortable. We should buy one. We should buy one of these to see if they actually keep you warm, like to try to sleep in it at night or something and see if they work. But they give them these like tinfoil-looking things. And, uh, and they've always done this. They've done this, I think, since the Obama administration at least... And I don't think it's inhumane, but it looks terrible, which is why you don't want photos of it. But what's really weird is these COVID barriers, right? These sort of like plastic 
sheeting barriers to keep them segregated. I didn't even notice those. Like I thought it's like a one big, huge plastic, like a box. No, they're separated. You can see they're separated out, but it doesn't look like they have um, ceilings. So if somebody coughs, the COVID's going to float over and into the other pin, uh, pin, pen. Yeah, but they're in like pens. They're in like pens, like you would keep livestock. It doesn't look good. It looks unbelievably bad. But anyway, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Well, actually, I'm sorry for stomping you from interrupting me. <laughs> but you are my wife, so I should let you. Uh, last year, like uh, I had this argument with no longer a friend of mine. He's like this artist. I wasn't his music video. He's like a beginning musician, beginner. One moment, folks. Who's this guy? Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> he's, he's Asian. He's married. So that means nothing. Just follow him for a long time. That means time. nothing to me. Follow him for a long time. He has a good I'm English. I'm just, I'm just being he's, irrationally. He's, he has some good English. Yeah. Uh, he also teach English. That's yeah. why I start following him. Yeah. And uh, I, then we... Uh, a year ago, mm -hmm. he, I, I'm looking at his Instagram stories. Yeah. And this is like, look what this Trump is doing, this kids in, kids cages, in cages story. Yeah. And he was like, we all need to, uh, if you want to help them out, look at this terrible foil that they cover in themselves. Mm -hmm. This is the address of the border facility. Buy some blankets, yeah. normal blankets, <laughs> toothpaste, and send yeah. it there to the Amazon. I was like, man... Do you understand that it's yeah. not just actual foil, it's a blanket that yeah. not collect. Yeah. I said exactly the same okay. thing a okay. year ago. Okay, so I shouldn't have interrupted you because you would have got the information out. That was yeah. I was trying to do. Because okay. I was like, Chris, I know I know what I'm talking about. Please <laughs> let me talk. Sorry, I'm so sorry for interrupting. Uh, and actually, after that, yeah. blacklist, done. I'm done. Oh, he wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't talk to like, you ever again. Okay. Yeah. We have a completely yeah. different. Uh, wait, I, was like, I don't understand. A leftist like, didn't not, want to be friends with a conservative. You're on... not even listening. No, they don't. They don't listen. I've been defriended by people who I really did not want to defriend me. There, there was a, there was one girl who um, finding out that I was a conservative. This was this was also last year. Uh, I was in the gym actually, and I responded to some some leftist thing that she had post posted, really very reasonably. And um, she was so utterly devastated that I was a that I was a conservative. She couldn't. It was like hard for her to take it. Like she was like, I don't know how to deal with this. Like she's like, I can't. I can't be friends with you on Instagram anymore. I'm like, all right, it's your choice, but I think you should open your mind to other people's perspectives. And she's like, I just, I can't. I can't deal with it. It's pretty funny. Anyway, so um, I'm. I like that situation with, um. Uh, Trump election, Black Lives Matter, and COVID. Uh huh. You like that situation? <laughs> in one way. Okay, in one way. I cleared my Facebook and Instagram from so many people mm. because I see what they're saying and what their perspective. And I was like, yeah. okay, bye. It unfollowed, had an interesting effect. Unfollowed. It had the interesting effect of making you realize who is. Basically, a moron. Yes, and I was, op <laughs> and I'm openly posting in social media what I think, and mm -hmm. people are like, I, ha I have to unfollow you. Unfollow. I was like, bye. 
Why? I don't need you. You look particularly beautiful today. What's going on? Um, lighting. Ah, uh-huh, it's the lighting. Yeah, yeah. Normally, hideous, <laughs> hideous. But today, I don't know. It's like a glow to her. It's, um, it's a lighting. My no, friend, darling, you're friend, very beautiful. No, my friend texted me. She was like, "That's a beautiful lighting, Valeria." I swear. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's just jealousy. <laughs> Is that Elena? Yeah. Hi, Elena. Hi, Elena. Um, no, uh, no, Elena's not writing out of jealousy. She's being nice. Um, our, our, uh, the w- the person who collates our uh, our scripts has written me. Do you want to hear what she said? This is hilarious, actually. Because, you know, I was saying they look like baked potatoes. Yes. <laughs> she said they look like bean burritos from Chipotle. <laughs> and they're Mexicans. I'm sorry. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think a lot of them are like Guatemalans and people from El Salvador. But that is funny. That is very funny. I think they should be compared to Chipotle burritos. I think that's... Uh, I'm sure somebody will find a way of saying that that's racist, but it's not about them being Hispanic. It's about them being wrapped up in these this tinfoil looking just blankets. Hilarious. Sorry, I'm I'm kind of hungry. So can you stop talking about <laughs> baked potatoes? <laughs> right, let's read some of this story, shall we? James O'Keefe of Project Veritas released photographs Monday from inside a border facility in Texas where migrant children are being held, and taunted the White House as he did so for denying media access to such facilities for weeks. Uh, you know the the James O'Keefe. Let's let's be honest here. James O'Keefe is a bit of a sensationalist. He likes to make mountains out of molehills. He likes to excuse me. He likes to overstate everything in this very um, dramatic way. Um, the the real story here, as I see it, is the hypocrisy. Right? Is that um, Joe Biden was critical, and and everybody everybody on the left was so critical of Trump for so long for doing this very same thing. And now they've made the problem a thousand times worse. And they're doing... Do you know why they keep blaming Trump? Huh. Um, because when there was a Trump administration, there was a different immigration policies and he was building a wall. So there was fewer immigrants coming in. Yeah. And now because Biden was like, come yeah. guys. Yeah. You you are welcome here, and all of these immigrants just started coming in like crazy. And I was like, "That's a Trump's fault. I know. If he would allow everyone come, we will take care of them. Like there would be no right, overflow. Right, right. That's why. That's probably why they yeah, blame Trump. Him. Trump should have let everyone in the world into America already, and then we wouldn't be dealing with people on the border at the moment. Jeez, Trump, disgusting. All right, let's have a read. Um, as Breitbart News has reported, President Joe Biden and his administration have denied President Joe Biden. Don't talk, call him president. <clears throat> I don't think calling him president is accurate. Puppet Joe Biden uh, and his administration have denied the media access to border facilities during, uh, even during tours by senior administration officials, even restricting officials from sharing information with reporters, which is what I was saying earlier. Uh, in 2014, Breitbart News broke the story of children being held in Border Patrol facilities, which was the first report on the crisis of unaccompanied minors arriving at the southern border, 2014, which was during Obama's administration, when Biden was vice president. On Monday morning, Axios released the first photographs uh, from the present wave, noting that the photographs came from Representative Henry 
uh, Kuehler, Democrat from Texas. Wow, a Democrat, that's crazy. That apparently prompted O'Keefe to release his own photographs and footage, which he did on social media. Um, Now let's have a look at this. Again, the problem with uh, James O'Keefe is that he is rather a sensationalist, but let's let's have a look. Project Veritas has obtained never before seen photographs of what it actually looks like inside this facility. Shocking images showing people wrapped up in what looks like metal foil, laying on the ground, their faces covered. Why won't the administration be honest about this? Why won't they show you these images? I'm on the ground in Donna, Texas. If you want to take a look at this facility right here, just a month ago, Customs and Border Patrol agents completed the construction of that facility. It's a 165,000 square foot facility. And we have never seen images inside this facility before. They won't even allow the nonprofit lawyers who conduct the actual oversight of these immigration detention centers to go inside. We have a man who's telling us to leave. Where would the press? They told us it's private property, but you know what isn't private property? Airspace. We're going to fly this Cirrus right over the top of the detention center to get a better look. There's the facility right there. You can see it. There it is. Flying over the facility to give you a good point. During a recent press conference, the press secretary was asked a question why they haven't released these images. Even you all haven't released any images that you obviously could, could redact if you wanted to. Again, we, we remain committed to sharing with all of you uh, the, uh, the treatment. She dodged the question, saying, quote, And we remain committed to transparency. I don't have an update for you on the timeline. Timeline, end quote. Well, Press Secretary of the White House, let Project Veritas do your job for you. Just last night, we have now obtained these photos inside this facility. Now, these photos are very, very grim. Project Veritas has also learned these photographs were taken in the last few days. There are pictures. Um, I don't know how they took the pictures. Good question. I don't know where he got them. Um, I should probably have read up on that before I did the reporting. Thank you for asking a question I don't know the answer to, so I look terrible. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, well, maybe I mean, have a suggestion. Uh, Look, I don't think you have to call it, you know, grim and all that kind of stuff. But it, it, I think that the irony is just that, you know. Because it looks like a picture from a camera. So maybe a security guy licked it. Yeah, maybe somebody that works there. Because here's the thing. The Border Patrol are not all Democrats, right? A lot of the Border Patrol guys are conservatives. Uh, And so it is very likely that somebody in the Border Patrol leaked it to out to veritas um look look it's it's not it's it's not any dealing with these illegal immigrants needs to happen on a massive scale it's a very difficult operation i don't really blame ice i don't really blame border patrol i don't really blame these people for how they're trying to process all of these just thousands and thousands of thousands they're not of processing they're releasing them they're no catching, no no releasing them no that's not true that's not true. Some of some of them are being cut. I, I read I read an article that said just release them, no court day, nothing. Just sometimes that happens, but sometimes they're being sent back. Um, it's it's you know it's it's obviously more being released into the country than were during the, the during Trump's administration. But um, yeah, the, the problem is less about how they're being processed, I think, and more about their incentivizing people to come here, uh, and then. On top of that, you have the irony, you have the 
um, hypocrisy of them having condemned Trump for so long. And now they're doing precisely the same thing. I mean, it even looks worse. It's worse because they're going to I'm sure they're going to send people back. Right. And it's going to be even more. Well, but my point is, it looks far worse than the environment that they were being housed in during the Trump administration. Plus, there's way more of them, way more. So they've got a situation that's just out of control, and it's it's a PR nightmare for them. You know, they won't call it a crisis. It's pretty funny to listen to the media ask them, when are you going to call it a crisis? And she's like, what, it's saving children a crisis? There's nothing a crisis about saving children. They keep trying to trying to paint it in this like beautiful light like they're do- they're like these saviors of children it's like lady you, you you can't you can only lie to people so egregiously for so long until people start calling calling out your I'm bs i'm surprised they still allow uh, conservative uh, media to ask questions yeah they actually make a good point i'm sure that there will be a time when they are kicked out of the, like, uh, the only press room leftist only nice questions like what what kind of ice cream biden ate yesterday <laughs> or you know <laughs> but some of the people asking questions are left-wing reporters it's actually quite surprising um so anyway we'll we'll hopefully we'll just keep the pressure on the biden administration keep them looking it's going to be impossible for the uh, the oh, oh, biden administration the biden administration to come out looking good in in really in any policy um, because their policies are so bad. Uh, they're, they're so bad. Three months. Until what? Three months. Until what? Kamala Biden takes admi- over? Biden administration. You, what, you think Kamala's taking over? No, I'm just saying that it's been... Oh, they've been, they've been in office for three, three months. months. Yeah, actually, Biden did this interview the other day where he said, uh, he said, uh, look, I, I've only been president for 90 days, man. It's not getting such a hard You've time, man. You've been in office for 40 years. It's only, nine, it's only 90 days. Yeah. He's and they're saying, oh, look at this Putin. He's a killer. He, Putin is, he's 20 years. He's been president for 20 years. You guys being in office for how many years Pelosi was is in office? Yeah, yeah. Biden was a senator for yeah. 40 years? Yeah. What did you do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they are just as, I mean, they're, anyway, they're bad. We know they're bad. They're terrible. They're terrible people. They are secretly bad. They're saying that they're like yeah. good. Putin yeah. is openly bad. Yeah, that's <laughs> At true. At least he is not yeah. hiding, okay? Yeah. No, Democrats are criminals. If you vote for Democrat, you're voting for a criminal. Just keep that in mind. Dolly. You know, uh, one super chat from oh. Patriot Daniel again. I, I, okay, Daniel, let's read it. Go ahead. Go ahead, darling. Uh, I too lost friends because of Trump. My daughter also disowned me because of the sixth. Thanks for keeping me company on my 30-minute drive to work, us. That is rough, brother. That is rough. Your daughter, your own daughter. You see, this is, this is how messed up the country's become, right? We're in a situation where people's own family members won't talk to each other because of po- these political issues. It's, it's twisted. Like, family should come first. Right? What do they say? God, family, country. Why, why are people letting politics stop them from speaking to their father or to their to their you know to their brothers and sisters? And I, I've heard of this kind of stuff happening before. In fact, I ran into Mindy Kaling's brother the other day. He's a he's a staunch Republican, a great guy. Um, he's out here in California. Mindy Kaling is a famous actress. She was on uh, the show The Office, and. Uh, <clears throat> She won't. T- she won't talk to her brother. Like they, 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 they won't talk to each other now because of politics. Because she's a far left Democrat and he's a Trump supporting Republican. 
And I was, I'm like, dude, you got to get that 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 whole situation dealt with because you cannot not be, you know, it's your sister, you know, it's it's your family. And uh, yeah, that's rough, man. I'm I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry to hear that. And we will keep you company every single day at uh, six o'clock Pacific, nine Eastern. <laughs> and we appreciate you, man. We appreciate that you're always here. Should we read the next story? Yeah. All right. I'm going to switch it over to you and go ahead and read that headline. Uh, border traffickers earning $14 million per day. Is it $14 million or $14 million? million? Yeah. Yeah. Per day. I, 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 I did the same double That's take. That's why I was like $14 per hour, like a minimum wage? No. What? No, it's $14 million per day is how much money these uh, traffickers are making. I mean, we know that it's 10000 per um, illegal immigrant to cross uh, 9, the 9000 9000 Between five and 9000 depending. I heard 10000 Okay. But it, it's... I couldn't I couldn't believe that number. This may not be correct. I, I can't, It's hard so, to believe so it. So how, how many people paying? Like, well, it's not... Well, see, the thing is, it's not like one company making $14 million a day. It's like lots of little... Mm-hmm. groups of but like in cartels total, in total that would be yeah the, the problem is these are a lot of these traffickers are cartel members i mean it's these cartels are are taking people across the border so biden has basically created a business for cartels or he's 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 allowed their business to boom right he's allowed their business to in, become much more successful so let's see here Criminal cartels are trafficking families, women, children, and single adults over the southern border. Um, And they earned as much as $14 million a day in February, according to a report on Monday. Trafficking is a multi-billion dollar industry. Former Tucson Border Patrol Roy Villarreal, who retired in December after 30 years with the agency, told Fox News, A lot of these vulnerable populations use their life savings. Some of them are essentially indentured servants. And they're working off this debt for as long uh, for a long period of time. In other cases, some of these migrants are asked to transport narcotics or some form of crime to work off a different part of their debt. He says um, the report said, according to smuggling uh, smuggling fee revenues estimated by the Customs Border Patrol, traffickers make a total made a total of four hundred and eleven point five million in February, um, taking people from Mexico. And Central America, Central American countries to the U.S. border, which amounts to an average of fourteen point six million for each day in February. That is mental. By the Biden administration facilitated that. The Biden administration made that happen. Fees to smuggle children or a family to the U.S. can run as high as five thousand, as much as nine thousand for a single adult. The report said. That sum doesn't account for the high price of the Ameri- that the American taxpayer has to pay for the government to handle the surge of migrants at the border. That is an excellent point because we have to employ many more uh, government workers. They're working overtime. You know, they're they're overworked. We have to you know increase the staff. We have to also we have to hire all these companies to build new facilities for these people to stay in. We have to buy supplies for them. You know, COVID tests, all kinds of stuff. I mean, COVID tests. I don't think they're even going to do that. Oh, yeah, they may not be COVID testing. I don't testing think they're COVID people. testing uh, at all. Well, anyway, so they, they, they have to do all this stuff with these migrants, you know, building these fencing, all this kind of stuff, uh, all this logistics. And uh, 
It's it's costing us millions and and the cartels are making millions. I mean, it's just sickening. It's just sickening. Um, let's see here. Uh, based on the 2019 figures compiled by the Health and Human Services, that cost is now topping $5 million a day. Uh, really? Okay, so we're, America is paying $5 million a day to process these immigrants. We're paying $5 million every day to process these immigrants. And the cartels are making $14 million a day to take them across. Good Lord, this is sickening. Joe Biden, get your together. Get your together. I'm censoring myself, but I'm pissed. Okay, let's have a look. Uh, and last week, the Biden administration awarded 86 million contracts for hotel rooms. We've talked about that. The cost will will be tied to overtime and hotel costs for the hundreds of immigration officials reassigned to Texas from other areas. Um, the Biden administration has been an abject failure when it comes to ensuring the safety of unaccompanied minors who cross the border, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said in a statement. President Biden refuses to address the border crisis. Uh, his refusal to address the border crisis is not only enabling criminal actors like human traffickers and smugglers, but it's exposing innocent, unaccompanied children to illness and potentially unsafe living conditions. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Now this is just getting worse and worse. So anyway, a lot of news about illegal immigration today. That was yeah, that, that was, was the whole We've never we've never covered illegal immigration really in much depth, and today there's three stories on it. All right, uh do you want to read the next article? Yeah. That's the last one. Nope, there's one more. Six. What's the last one? Megan Mc. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, you mean th- this is the last one. Okay, when you say... Okay. It sounded <laughs> like you were saying the one we just read was the last one. This next one is the last one. All right. It's the, the language barrier, ladies and gentlemen. It still affects us <laughs> to this day. All right. Shall we? Shall we read? Okay. All right. Megan McCain blames Trump for attacks on Asians, really? Yeah, yeah. So this is so here's the thing. The problem is that okay, this is from Daily Caller. The problem is that uh Megan McCain is kind of um well, she's a rhino, right? Which we rhino, we call it rhino, Republican in name only, right? She's not really a Republican, she's faking it. Um she's not a conservative really. I mean, Maybe she holds some kind of conservative values. I don't know. But uh, every time I've heard her talk on The View about Republicans and defend Republicans and defend conservatives, she's she's defending friends of hers or friends of her dad. She doesn't ever defend Trump or Trump supporters or conservative values generally. She just she only defends those people that her her father was friends with or that she's personally friends with. She is a selfish, horrible person. Every time she writes some kind of defense of conservatism, it's always with this kind of hedging BS thing where she also blames Trump or she blames conservatives. You want up here? Come on. My cat's uh, running around. Looks like he wants something. You can come up. You want to say hi to the fans? Nope. Okay. So um, I I don't like Meghan McCain. I think she's absolutely detestable. Um but at one point, apparently, she said that she didn't think that calling the Wuhan virus the Wuhan virus, or calling uh, coronavirus Wuhan virus, or calling it the China virus, she didn't think this was a big deal. She didn't think this was a bad thing. But now she's going back because people attacked her for this. Leftists in Hollywood attacked her for this. Oh, oh gosh, golly. 
don't let leftists in Hollywood attack you for things. You better better go apologize, Meghan McCain. So now she's running around going, I am so sorry for saying that these that the, that the coronavirus it was okay to say it's called the Asian virus. That was a terrible thing for me to say. And now all these Asians are getting beat up because of Trump and his rhetoric. It's like, come on, Meghan McCain. Look at the videos, all right? These are not Trump supporters. These are not Trump supporters. These are the these are the weirdest Trump supporters I've. I didn't know that black gangbangers were such hard Trump supporters. I had no idea. This is so weird. I think she's mean. She's mean that guy who killed um, six Asian girls and two white girls. Well, we'll read about that, but that's obviously nothing to do with Trump either. We we know that. We know that. If you read any news article about that. Well, any not from like CNN or something, but well, let's go ahead and read this. Meghan McCain says Trump's racist rhetoric fueled attack attacks on Asian American the Asian American community. Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, Meghan McCain said that former President Donald Trump's oh hold on do I have yes I do. Uh, Donald Trump's racist rhetoric helped fuel many of the attacks on the Asian American community. I condemn the reprehensible violence and vitriol that's been targeted toward Asian the Asian American community. The co-host of the View retweeted. Or sorry, tweeted to her thousands of uh, followers on Monday. Really? Thousands? You'd think it would be millions. She only got thousands? I got thousands. All right. Let's see here. Um, I guess maybe it might be better to have thousands of followers if you're not, like, completely suppressed by Twitter. Maybe it's actually... You get more than a couple hundred likes. <laughs> On your on your posts. All right, it says here, uh, there's no doubt that Donald Trump's racist rhetoric fueled many of these attacks, and I apologize for any past comments that aided that agenda, she added. No, no, it didn't. Ra- Trump's racist rhetoric did not fuel the attacks by black thugs against Asian Americans in America. No black thugs are going, yeah, Trump said this, so I'm going to go attack it. I mean, this is completely insane. All right. It comes following the shootings of three massage parlors on March 16th in Atlanta, Georgia. The far uh, that left eight eight that left eight people dead, six of whom were Asian. Shortly after the shootings, um, report service the 21 year old Ryan Aaron Long's alleged attack was possibly due to his sex addiction. Yeah, because he said it was. This is what he said. Uh, he apparently has an issue with uh, what he considers a sex addiction and sees these locations as something that allows him to go to these places, and it's a temptation for him. Uh, that he wanted to eliminate. Captain Jay Baker, Cherokee County Sheriff spokesman, told the Associated Press. McCain's tweet also follows talk show hosts uh, Jamie Oliver calling her out on HBO's last week, week tonight for remarks that she made in 2020 stating that she had no problem with the novel coronavirus being labeled the China virus after Trump did so. I think if the left wants to focus on, on PC labeling this virus, it's a great way to get Trump reelected, Megan explained in the clip. Shared in the HBO show. I don't have any problem with people calling it whatever they want. It's a deadly virus that did originate in Wuhan. That's actually a sensible thing for her to say, right? But she was saying that, but she was also saying that, you know, don't focus on these petty things because then Trump will be reelected. She was giving them advice how not to get Trump elected because she hated Trump. She hates Trump because Trump didn't like her dad, John McCain. So now Trump's her enemy. He's always been her enemy. That's why she's on The View because she's a conservative that hates Trump. Um, but she's not really a conservative. I don't think she's really a conservative. She's just a sort of Holly. She's like more she, libertarian. Well, she's a DC insider. She's a, she's she's part of the swamp. You know, she's even actually said that her dad was part of the swamp 
and that people from the swamp are good. Like she was like, the people on the swamp are the people that keep DC going. Like they're the good people. I'm just like, you stupid, horrible woman. Oliver then replied, oh, good. Megan McCain doesn't have a problem with it. Uh, listen, listen not to the scores of Asian Americans telling everyone that, that the term is dangerous and offensive. Instead, gather around and take the word of a wealthy white woman who's dressed like she's about to lay off 47 people over Zoom. But he's a wealthy white man. <laughs> I mean, what's the expression? People in glass houses shouldn't throw stones? Like, what the? You're, you're criticizing her for being a white woman, so people shouldn't listen to her. But you're giving people advice as a white man. Like, what? Does he not look in the mirror? Does he not recognize that he's a white man? If you're going to criticize somebody for their race and for their gender, maybe take a look at yourself and try to figure out what race and gender you are first before you criticize them. Anyway, but he is wrong. I, I don't hear people in the Asian community saying that calling it the China virus is dangerous. I don't hear anyone from the Asian community saying that. Maybe some far leftists or something like Maisie Hirono from Hawaii. But my best friend is Asian. Kurt Franklin, out in Hawaii, I've never heard him complain about it. In fact, we came up with a sketch the other day <laughs> to ridicule this idea of... Because we were like, wouldn't it be funny if like there was a sketch where there was a shop owner and the shop owner was Asian and this guy comes in with a Trump hat and the, the shop owner's like, no, 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 I'll give you... Take all my money. Take all my money. Just take it. Take it. Don't hurt me. You know, You know how often that happens? Never. You know why that never happens? It's because it's not Trump supporters beating up Asian people. No Trump supporters are attacking and hurting Asian people. That's just not happening. I'm sorry. It's just not happening. It's black thugs in New York, in San Francisco, and places like that. It's black people who did not vote for Trump. I highly doubt there are any black Trump supporters going around beating up Asian people. Right? I think these people are probably mostly either apolitical or you know, they vote Democrat. But it's not coming from Asian Americans. Asian Americans aren't saying that the term is dangerous. It's liberal white people like this Oliver A-hole. What's this guy's name again? I forgot his name. This, this is like the, the worst insult. John Oliver. It's the worst insult that you could you could levy against a uh, a Hollywood celebrity. What's what's his name again? <laughs> I know his name. I'm just bad I'm just bad at remembering names actually. It's not that insulting. It's just more embarrassing for me. I can't remember anybody's name, but uh, yeah, it's it's white leftist a holes that are complaining about China virus, like John Oliver. It's people like him. It's not Asian people. Asian people don't care if you call it the China virus. People like John Oliver, right? They want to basically demonize people on the right. Now, let me explain something about the Wuhan virus thing and the China virus thing. It was called Wuhan virus. It was called China virus by the left wing media before Trump started calling it that. Somebody realized, oh, we can call Trump racist by, by pointing out that he calls it the China virus. There are compilations, I think Tucker made a compilation about this, of leftists in the media calling it the China virus, calling it the Wuhan virus. They, they were doing it a bunch before Trump did it. Once Trump did it, they say, oh, Trump called it the China virus, Trump called it the Wuhan virus, that's racist. Let's call it racist, and let's all stop calling it that, and then call him racist, and it'll make it'll make people on the right look bad. It'll make leftists look like they're inclusive and they're not racist, right? It was all a virtue signal from the very beginning. Criticizing Trump as a racist for calling it the China virus or the Wuhan virus was always strategic. It was never genuine, just like everything the left does. Their criminals don't vote for Democrats. 
All right, I think that's it. That's me complaining. I hate Megan McCain. I I think that she's ter- a terrible person and she's ridiculous. And John Oliver's worse, but uh, <clears throat> Megan McCain is just listening to what idiots like John Oliver say instead of standing up for herself. My God, she's horrible. All right, so some of you probably like her. I don't. I think she's the worst kind of foul pretend Republican. Sorry, my jacket's funny. All right, so do you have have anything to say, darling? Oh, we have a super chat. Yeah. You don't want to talk about the Meghan McCain thing? All right. Give me the super chat. Let's let's do it. From uh, Dean Jagger, I think. Okay. Uh, Warmer weather drops views. Don't give up. (laughs) You Uh. could drop to two or three shows a week or great or get more to the point add more comedy to continue as a nightly show you two are great what is vs i guess it's valerius yeah. favorite reagan quote well you know a lot of reagan quotes because i always put them at the end of my videos so you've heard lots of reagan quotes i mean you, you put one in the end of your video maybe two the one that i say always is yeah. Not that our liberal friends are it's ignorant. It's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Um, I like when he says... Which is a variation, actually, on the quote. It's uh, not the exact quote. If hey, fascism ever come to America, it's going to come in name of... Liberalism? Liberalism. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that was prescient, wasn't it? That was prescient. He, he like... Hello, cat. My cat wants to say hi, everybody. Uh, his name's Aston. He's a Bengal. He was very expensive. Uh, the reason it costs so much is that uh, I'm allergic to cats. And so there's <laughs> only certain certain cats that I'm not allergic to. Aston is uh, one of them. And so, yeah, anyway. If we wanted a cat, it had to be a Bengal. And so that's the one I got. Anyway, it's nice to have a cat. I, I like having him. He's not He's not as loud as he used to be. Yeah, he's great. Uh, oh shoot! I don't even have it. I don't even have it on the thing. You guys can't even see him. Let's, see. Let's have a look here. <laughs> I thought you are you you're doing this for for <laughs> uh, for a reason, so he wouldn't show his butt. <laughs> Didn't you say that's why? Uh, that that's how cats show you that they like you. Yeah. What do you want, buddy? You want out? Not now. We'll 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 deal with that later. Uh, yeah. Valeria once in one of the episodes said that. Uh, Cats show you they like you by showing you their a-hole. And I said, I used to say the same thing about women. <laughs> which, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> but uh, is a little bit of a vulgar joke. I apologize for that. All right. So uh, anything else? Do you want to take any more comments or questions? Or should we just cl- close the, close the uh, show? Um, how do you feel? I mean, I could, I could talk to some people a little bit. Let's see here. Man, there's some there's some uh, kind of funny stuff in the chat here. Let's see here. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were allergic to your wife. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> occasionally, occasionally, um, once a, about once a month, I get allergic to Valeria. Once a month, I'm allergic to everything. It's a it's a joke about your monthly. I, I got the. Oh, joke. you got it. Okay. I said I, I once a month I'm allergic to everything. <laughs> so that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. They know so much that's imaginary, says Frank James. 
talking about the Reagan quote. It says, leftists, leftists just know so much that is imaginary. That's true. Let's see. Uh, Otaku Magnet says it's a $5,000 or £5,000 fine, pound because they they don't use the dollar, obviously, uh, in the UK for attempting to leave the country. Is that true? You can't even leave the country? Oh, man. That's sad because I want to... um, I want to travel to the UK. Frank James also asked, "Did you red pill Aston?" Um, oh yeah, he's a he's a hardcore Republican. I I do feel like he secretly harbors some leftist views. So, but I mean, he's young. He's young. Hey, buddy. In a minute. In a minute. He's so much quieter now than he used to be. It's nice. It's nice. Never Let's mind. See. Uh, let's see here. Oh yeah, yeah. Forbidden chocolate says that Russian blue cats also are less. Uh... There's lots of hypoallergic uh, cat breeds, so if you want to get another cat, it might not be Bengal. We we can get any other breed. I don't. Oh, yeah, mind. I mean we can look into other breeds, but having... I just the only one that I knew of at the time. I don't mind having Russian blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Good to catch the show. Well, good to have you on here, Savannah Dyer. Savannah Dyer, she sounds familiar. Like, I know her from, like, Twitter or something like that. I don't know. I know uh, you from somewhere. I remember she, I think she Oh, she's written young, on here. She's the 18-year-old that I college. inappropriately said that if you yeah. leave me, I'll, I'll get together with her. And she was like, no, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Unnecessarily rejected, Savannah. That was a joke, obviously. Thank you very much. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Yolanda Krieger says hi, Kitty. Aston. Yolanda says hi. Yolanda says hi. Nope. Not in the mood for to meow. So weird. He used to meow like. You know. It's getting older. Yeah, I guess so. Yolanda Krieger says hi, Chris. Hi, Yolanda. Savannah Dyer says she's she's commented before on Super Chat. I'm so bad with names. I wish I was I wish I was one of those people with like a photographic memory. I already said it before. You call me darling all the time because you forgot my name. <laughs> Forget my name. That may be true. Sometimes. You accused me of that actually when we first were dating. Yeah. Because right, I, I used to call you everything except for your name. I do know your name. I do know your name. But I do forget. Even my close friends sometimes I forget that. It's weird. Like I have some kind of some kind of chip missing. Uh, uh, Chip missing. Yeah, <laughs> Biden does the same thing, but I don't think it's because he's got the same problem I have. I think it's because he's just like, you know, cognitive decline. It'd be funny if I tried to run for president and I was like, uh, you know, I'm trying to. Hey, I just want to come here and thank. Um... Crap. Who's the governor of the state? I don't remember. <laughs> you know what, guys? I'm not gonna thank anybody. You know who? You know who you are. I appreciate you. <laughs> That's ter- for a politician, that is a terrible thing, right? Actually, for anybody in any business, you all- this is a good tip for everybody out there. If you want to be successful, remember people's names. I mean, even if you have trouble remembering people's names, like run it through your head like 10 times to get the... I used to do this when I was younger. Um, <laughs> Larry's going to love me saying this. Um, but always for women. So I would only remember... If I would meet a beautiful woman, I would sort of instinctively run their name through my head a bunch. I would I would make very clear that I remember their names. But those are the only people I did it with. And uh, that was the only realm of life that I was successful in. <laughs> if you want to be successful in business, remember the names of the people that you meet. You uh, have yeah, to remember the names. That's uh, why people... Uh, 
people from the White House were saying, oh, he remembers my name. He knows, like, my... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Trump, like, knew everybody's days. name. Yeah, yeah, he remembered everybody's name. Yeah. That, that's, all, like, the most successful guys in the world, I always hear them talk about how they, they, they always make a point of remembering everybody's name. I don't know why I can't. I think it's a, I think it's just a lack of respect for my fellow humans. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not really that because I even forget my best friend's names. It's just a, it's a chip missing. It's a problem that I have. Don't be like Mr. Reagan. Well, nobody's perfect. Remember names. You are, yeah, you're, you're almost perfect. But I have two flaws. I can't remember names and I'm fat. <laughs> That's not true. That's why I wear black, ladies and gentlemen, to cover That's up the not. fatness. It is true. It That's is true. true. It's true. Um, all right, here. Okay, sorry guys. This is the end of the show, so it gets a little bit off the rails sometimes. Forbidden Chocolate writes, Mulva? Mulva. Valeria won't understand that joke. No, That's I a don't. joke from Simpsons. Um, Jerry Seinfeld was dating a girl who forgot her name. And and there and he was like trying to get it out of her. And he's talking about how funny names are. He's like, did anybody ever make fun of your name when you were in, in school? And she's like, of course. What do you expect when your name rhymes with a with a part of the female anatomy? And then he's like... And then they're, they're, she like goes to hug him or something, and he's like looking all over her body, like what part of the female anatomy does it rhyme with? I can't remember. And um, he he tells his friend it rhymes with a, a part of the female anatomy, and his friend says uh, George Casanza, and George says uh, he's trying to he's trying to say names that maybe rhyme with part, and he goes Mulva, and Jerry's like Mulva, like that's not a name. And so they, they keep calling her Mulva throughout the show because I can't remember her name. Her name ends up being Dolores, which you're probably trying to figure out what part of the female anatomy yeah, exactly. that rhymes with. Um, what is it? Should I say it, ladies and gentlemen? You want to write it in the uh, comments? We're going to have a lot of parts of the female anatomy written in our comment section now. Uh, clitoris. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should get a single on Valeria for that reaction. No, too late. <laughs> too late. Too late. All right. Uh, let's see here. Savannah Dyer says, you're not fat. Oh, it's just such a sweet girl, this, yeah, this Savannah Dyer. Yeah, I said the same thing. All right. So uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, wow. Somebody's named Chris K. Somebody's named Chris K. That's my, that's me. Chris K. We're like the same guy. All right. Uh, if Trump starts up a social media site, would you consider joining it? Yeah. Now, that's actually been in the news lately, right? I mean, they've, they've been talking about how Trump is going to maybe start his own social media site. Yeah, Have you heard, heard about this? Today. Yeah, I just heard it like yesterday, I think. But, um, oh, absolutely. I'll be, I'll be the first one on there, man. Um, I, I would love it if Trump started a social media site. The problem with social media sites is that they have to have something... They have to they have to fill some d demand that the public has that isn't yet filled. Like like there's a, a a site called Clubhouse that's doing that right now. If you're not on Clubhouse, join Clubhouse. Find me on there. I'm gonna probably start posting some stuff on there. We'll see. Um, you know that should be some fun. Oh, by the way, I gotta call that guy. Um, I'm trying to. I got business stuff. Business stuff. Uh, Jesus is God. Wrote writing your own comments. <laughs> did I write something nice? Did somebody say something nice about me? All right, let's see here. Oh, Yolanda Krieger says that she misses the birthmark. Well, there is a little bit of a remnant of it. I don't know if you can see it. There is a little bit of a remnant of the birthmark. But uh, what's funny? Why are you laughing? 
I have a cat here. Oh, Valeria, you want to switch to Valeria? There you go. Well, I I did I did. He's gonna start cleaning himself. All right. No, he just 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 relaxing. Uh, so so I did I did have the birthmark removed. What happened was a lot of my fans were saying like, oh, you have to. You have to get that checked. It's probably melanoma. You got to get it checked. You got to check. So I had it checked, and my doctor actually said it was benign. It was perfectly fine. She didn't. She didn't have any problem with it. She was like, "Oh, it's fine. It's not a big deal." And then as I was like wrapping up the the you know going to the the doctor, she said, "She said, oh, you know what? Let's just. I, I don't want to like. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight if I don't check that." Mm-hmm. She's like, "I don't think it's a melanoma, but." Let's just check it. So I'm like, all right. So she cut like a little triangle out of it. And so it made it all weird shaped. Like it it used to be like a, almost like a perfect heart shape. And then she cut this triangle into it. And then it was like this, this weird splotch. So she cut that out. And then I came back and she was like, no, you're fine. You don't have cancer. You're good. I'm like, okay, great. And she goes, do you want me to burn it off your face? <laughs> and I was like, sure. And she goes, do you want me to use a laser or do you want me to use a freezing cold thing? I'm like, dealer's choice. So the first thing she did was, I think, if I can remember, I think she froze it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she didn't tell me to close my eye and she didn't tell me when she was doing it. So she starts the process and it's like a massive kind of rush of wind as well as whatever this cold thing is hitting it. So it just went right into my eye. And I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. And I'm like, you should have told me, lady. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. So then uh, that, it didn't go away completely. So then she lasered it off the next time. And uh, and now it's gone. And actually, it's, there's no scar there or anything. But there is like a little, little tiny round dot. Now, I didn't grow up with the, I didn't grow up with the birthmark. I didn't have it when I was a kid. So it always looked weird to me. Like I would forget that I'd have it. Mm-hmm. And I'd check the mirror and I'd be like, whoa, that's weird. That doesn't look like me. It looks like some other guy with a weird dot on his face. And uh, kind of like now. Like now I walk in front of the mirror and I expect to be either, like super fit. Like I, I was almost all my life. And I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> all the old guys out there, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, not all. But most of us, most of us have to deal with that. I'm 41 now, man. I'm 41. I'm old man. I'm old man. All right. <clears throat> so we are nine, almost 90 minutes live. Shall we? Shall we close it out? Yep. Yeah, I guess we should close it out. I'm loving uh, chatting with you guys, mostly just because I'm talking about myself. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Here. All right. So so let's uh, let's go ahead and close it out. Um Thank you guys for watching, sitting through that nonsense at the end there, me being a little bit silly and self-indulgent. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, we love you guys. We love uh, all the questions, and we love going through the news with you guys every day. So we will see you guys tomorrow. Valeria, do you want to say goodbye? And don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the like button, and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't subscribed to the channel, although I'm sure everybody has. You didn't get the single dislike. Oh, it'll happen. Oh, it'll happen no. eventually. No, not while I'm watching it. Somebody's going to dislike it now just to annoy you. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, uh, we'll see you tomorrow.